The truth lives. Political bombshell starring Rishon Blyden. The company store, the paradigm of absolute control. And that's why we're just out here doing simple things, pointing out that we're meant to be in nature and be natural. And this is where we find the source that God made to transcend the new world order. And that's why they want to try to keep us out of it. I'm angry. So I'm your host, Rayshawn Blyden. Today's Monday, and this is a pre-recorded show. I'm on vacation this week. I hope you enjoy the shows that I've put together for you for this week. Today, Monday, we're going to be talking about the historical rankings of President of the United States. So, let's get started. Now, many polls like to put President Trump into the mix, but it's not fair because his presidency is not yet over and therefore he should not be included in polls. This is why I feel this poll that came out that said he was dead last in the ranking of the U.S. presidents is incorrect. I'm going to read an article 
in an argument as to why President Barack Obama, Obama is the worst. So, let's read this article. Six reasons why Barack Obama is the worst president in the history of the United States of America. By now, you've probably heard of polls that say Americans believe that Donald Trump is the worst president in history or that presidential scholars have ranked Trump dead last. I can tell you right now to ignore the polls and that so-called expert, and I agree. While it may be too early to properly gauge presidential rankings for recent presidents, I am confident that history will ultimately judge Barack Obama as the worst president in the nation. The mountain of evidence that condemns his presidency to the bottom of the barrel is overwhelming. In my just released book, The Worst President of His in History, The Legacy of Barack Obama, I document 200 reasons why history will prove my belief correct in the years to come. Below, I present six reasons which I can't stress enough are just the tip of the iceberg. Number six, weaponizing the government against enemies, his enemies. Perhaps the most well-known example of the Obama administration abusing its power to target Obama's political enemies is that infamous IRS scandal. Over a two-year period leading up to 2012 election, Tea Party groups and other conservatives were improperly scrutinized by the IRS. Twelve different IRS offices across the country were involved and the entire operation was orchestrated out of Washington, D.C. and there was also evidence of White House involvement the IRS also targeted private individuals critical of Obama, GOP candidates, and Romney donors. This is all true. All true. Definitely all true stuff. So, there are also examples of conservative individuals being targeted as the result of gross abuse of power by Obama administration. Conservative author Dinesh D'Souza was indicted for campaign finance and violations for a crime typically not prosecuted at all. James O'Keefe of Project Veritas was put on a terrorism watch list after a video was released of him dressed as a terrorist crossing, crossing back and forth over the U.S.-Mexico border to demonstrate the lack of border security. Number five, Obama administration officials who use secret email accounts. Obama's peace day resistance when it came to abuse of power is perhaps his buying on Trump campaign. The Steele dossier on Trump, a partisan opposition research document funded by the DNC and the Hillary campaign loaded with loads of bogus and salacious accusations, was used to secure a FISA warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. 
anti-Trump partisans were involved in the investigation and based on text messages between investigators Peter Strzok and Lisa Page who were having an affair we know that Strzok saw the investigation as an insurance policy in case Trump won the election and that Page worried that Trump could win and was told by Strzok no no he won't we'll stop it other texts messages indicated that Obama wanted to keep wanted to be kept in the loop on their investigation the independence and integrity of the FBI took a major blow during the Obama years and we're still learning just how bad it really was according to the ACLU there was 64% growth in electronic spying by the United States government during Obama's first term. The Obama administration argued in federal court in 2012. Hold on, the story's acting up. These stupid ads are annoying. Come on, please stop playing the games. You're interrupting my show. The Obama administration argued in the federal court 2012 that the public has no reasonable expectation of privacy regarding their cell phone location data and that the government can obtain the records without a warrant, further blemishing Obama's record on civil liberties. His administration green-lighted a giant government database of information on millions of citizens who weren't even a suspect or terrorism and had any crime at all. In May 2017, we also found out that Obama's National Security Agency had been conducting illegal search and seizures, searches on Americans for years and was rebuked by the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, FISA. We didn't hear about it sooner because the Obama administration covered it up. Number four, the four Obama policies Trump has reversed. Purging Gitmo. As a candidate in 20, 2007, Obama promised he would close the terrorist detention facility at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. As soon as he was elected, he signed an executive order January 22, 2009, requiring Gitmo to close within one year. Congress refused to go along, so instead of closing it, he systematically purged the prison of its terrorist inmates. As a sort of end run around congressional op opposition to closure, in 2003, there were 680 prisoners. By early January 2015, there were fewer than 130. And he continued releasing prisoners through the remainder of his second term. One retired CIA officer estimate, estimated that at least 50% of those released from Gitmo returned to battle against the American troops. And Paul Lewis, Obama's special envoy of Guantanamo closure, confirmed that Americans have been killed by released Gitmo detainees. 
Way to go, you piece of crap. Number three, Obamacare. No surprise there. I thought that'd be number one, but let's continue. Despite his campaign promises to bring Democrats and Republicans together to reform health care, Obama signed a trillion-dollar government takeover of one-sixth of the United States economy with zero Republican votes in the Senate and only one Republican vote in the House. Despite a promise of transparency, Obama and then-House Speaker Nancy Pelosi made sure that the final negotiations were held behind closed doors. And who can forget the distraught Obama rollout? Aside from website problems, there was evidence that the Obama administration fudged enrollment numbers to make it appear more successful and popular than it really was. Basically, everything connected to Obamacare was a piece of crap. Well, it's a plague with failure. The 23 taxpayer-funded healthcare co-ops nationwide established by Obamacare to compete with private healthcare insurance providers provide proved to be unsustainable it proved to be unsustainable by january 2018 only four obamacare co-ops remain which is a good thing um let's see the obamacare co-op was basically the healthcare insurance version of the solandra boondago but bigger the most insulting part of it all was that despite the high cost of obamacare health premium went up and coverage got worse remember if you like your plan you can keep it that was a lie while the obama administration often touted the increased numbers of people who had health insurance the number of people who delayed seeking medical care because of the cause did not improve in fact in november 2015 the percentage of people who reported delaying medical care over costs was higher than it was before Obama even took office. So people were were, far, were forced to buy insurance even if they didn't want it. And they still couldn't afford to seek medical care because of the higher premiums. Woohoo! Number two. No surprise here, the worst economic recovery. There have been 11 recessions since World War II, each of which was followed by a recovery. Even Obama experienced an economic recovery. It just happens to be the worst one. All jobs lost in post-World War II recessions were recovered after about 25 months on average but it took 77 months for employment to return to pre-recession level making obama's recovery the slowest recovery of them all and by a wide margin obama is also the only president in u.s history to have never had a single year of 3.0% or greater GDP growth. 
and the top reason the largest deficit in history when adjusted for inflation obama owns the seventh highest deficit in history surpassing the deficit incurred during world war ii obama's smallest deficit was still higher than the last deficit before he took office while many try to argue that 2009 spending should not count towards Obama's spending record. 2009 was not actually constrained by the budget approved by President Bush. In fact, only three of the FY2009's 12 appropriations bills, appropriation bills passed under Bush because the Democrats in the Congress waited until Obama took office before going on a spending bins. So, most of the spending took place in 2009 was in fact approved by President Obama. The spending, which included Obama's failed stimulus and bailouts, resulted in a 17.9% increase in spending over FY 2008 compared to the 3% increase proposed by George W. Bush. The increase in spending was the highest annual spending increase since the Korean War. There are a lot more where these came from, but the truth doesn't mean much unless more people are aware of it. Liberals desperately want Obama to be remembered as a great president despite his horrible record. Please, people, I implore you like the little girl says in uh, Resident Evil movie, I implore you, do not go in there. Well, I implore you, do not believe the hype. Okay, so now that I've gotten that out of the way, let's read the historical rankings of President of the United States. And Donald J. Trump, he's not going to be in, in this because he's not finished with his president's presidency. So he should not even be part of the conversation so I don't know why he's been ranked already everyone just desperately wanted to be in last as far as the liberals media goes so it's definitely not true as you've heard what I just read there there's plenty of reason why Obama isn't dead last okay so in political studies surveys have been conducted in order to construct historical rankings of the success of individuals who have served as President of the United States. Ranking systems are usually based on surveys of academic historians and political scientists of popular op opinion. The ranking focus on the president's achievements, leadership qualities, failures, and faults. So, Okay, general findings. Abraham Lincoln, Franklin D. Roosevelt, and George Washington are most often listed as the three highest rated presidents among historians. The remaining places within the top ten are often rounded out by Theodore Roosevelt, Thomas Jefferson, Harry Truman, 
Woodrow Wilson, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Andrew Jackson, and John F. Kennedy. More recent presidents such as Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton are often rated among the greatest in public opinion polls, but do not always rank as highly among presidential scholars and historians. The bottom 10 often include James Buchanan, Warren G. Hardin, Andrew Johnson, Franklin Pierce, Mildred Fillmore, William Harrison, John Tyler, Ulysses S. Grant, Zachary Tyler Taylor, and George W. Bush. Because William Henry Harrison and James Garfield, 200 days incapacitated after 119 days, both died shortly after taking office, they are usually omitted from presidential rankings. Furthermore, Zachary Taylor died after serving as president for only 16 months, but he is usually included in the case of these three. It is not clear if they received low rankings due to their actions of as president or because each was in office for such a limited time that it is not possible to assess them. Okay. Political scientist Walter Dean Burnham noted that presidents which can make some hard to classify okay blah I don't care. I don't care about what these scholars are saying. Just give me the give me it. Give it to me. Uh-huh uh-huh give it to me baby uh-huh uh-huh give it to me i'm pretty boy. okay so according to this one i'm just gonna read from it's always best to read from the started from the bottom to the top so at number 45 is donald trump as i said he shouldn't even be included in this he has he has no uh there's nothing under his stats, so how could you put him in categories he's not done with his presidency? But, so he's number 45, Barack Obama, 44, W. Bush, 43, Bill Clinton, 42, George H. Bush, 41, Ronald Reagan, 40, Jimmy Carter, 39, Ford, 38, Nixon 37, Johnson 36, Kennedy, John F. Kennedy 35, Eisenhower 34, Truman 33, Roosevelt 32, Hoover 31, Coolidge 30, uh, Hardin 29, Wilson 28, 27 is William Howard Taft, 26 Roosevelt, 25 McKinley, and then 
the numbers are kind of what is this after 25 it gives me 23 which is Benjamin Harrison then it has 22 slash 24 Grover Cleveland I don't know 21 Chester Arthur 20 Garfield Hayes is 19 Grant 18 Andrew Johnson 17 Abraham Lincoln 16 James Buchanan 15 Franklin Pierce 14 Millard Fillmore 13 Zachary Taylor 12 James Polk 11 John Taylor 10 William Henry Harrison 9 Martin Van Buren 8 Andrew Jackson 7 John Quincy Adams 6 James Monroe 5 James Madison 4 Thomas Jefferson 3 John Adams 2 and George Washington number 1 what what do you think of this list do you think it's right now here's something that's interesting you have the list that's rated by liberals and conservatives so it's interesting to see how the difference are let's see <clears throat> so they have at number 36 they both have Warren Hardin on the liberal side and conservative here 35 liberals have Richard Nixon while conservative have Ulysses S. Grant 34 liberals have Grant while 34 James Buchanan um, 33 both have Andrew Johnson 32 liberals have Buchanan while conservative have Franklin Pierce 31 is Franklin Pierce for liberals Richard Nixon for conservative number 30 liberals have Coolidge while conservative have Jimmy Carter now we're going to skip to the top 10 liberals have John Adams is number 10 and Susan Schroeder is a conservative number 10 number 9 Lyndon B. Johnson for liberals Dwight D. Eisenhower for conservative number 8 Truman for liberals Woodrow Wilson for conservative number seven Andrew Jackson liberals Truman for num for conservative number six Woodrow Wilson liberals while conservative has Jackson number five they both have Theodore Roosevelt liberals and conservative number four Liberals and conservatives conservatives have Thomas Johnson Jefferson. Number three, George Washington for liberals. 
Franklin D. Roosevelt. Number two, Franklin D. Roosevelt for liberals. Conservative George Washington. And number one, both have Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. So, the Rasmussen poll. This is interesting. This is favorable, unfavorable, and neutral. So, it's a lot of stats to go through. Lots of stats. So, um, let's just read, read it from here. It has, uh, okay, this is too much stats. Stats is usually a, a, uh, a, a snore people fall asleep with too many too much stats it's like oh stop with the stats already so i think i've given you enough stats enough stats so that's let's see what else we have here as far as the presidential anything else here so there's not much else on the stats there. So this was just a quick show to show the historical ranking of U.S. presidents. Hope you enjoy the rest of your Monday. Oh, baby, come on, so come on, people, baby.